podcast. All right. <laughs> what? what did you say? Saul couldn't deal with the silence. Saul said podcast. I was really not wanting to say all right, but it sounded like, it looked like all of you wanted me to say it. So. Honestly, I was waiting for it. Man <laughs> just went back to factory said, <laughs> I'll say the word we are doing right now. So during goodies, drinking. <laughs> ah, it's, it's been a while. It's oh, been a podcast. It has been a while. It's been, yeah. A while. It has. And the last time we did one, we were all podcasted out, so. You were. That was a long day. Well, I mean, yeah. after the, I don't know, after the podcast finished, I felt like the day had finished. Yeah. With it. You yeah. felt accomplished, but yeah. also like you couldn't be fucked doing anything more. Very drained, yeah. Mm. Ah, so, what's, what have we been up to for the past few weeks, lads? I've been advised not to discuss this. <laughs> I guess I guess there's uh, someone who we I guess we give a shout out to. Yeah, facts. Um, <laughs> do we say his name? Adrian. Adrian. Um, <coughs> he knows who he is. Um, yeah. Shout out. We met a fan. Uncle Aid. Uncle Adrian. Adrian. We met him a few weeks ago. Big fan. Mm. First shout out. We didn't all meet him, but the three of us met him. Yeah. Three out of four of us met him for the for the first time. First time. Um, so he shout out to him. He was gave us a good few suggestions as well. Like um, not to not to ramble on about our boring <laughs> weeks. Our boring weeks. It's it's not it's not snappy enough. So. No, no. Make sure never to ask that man how he is in conversation because it's clearly just not entertaining enough for him in everyday life. No, certainly not. Uh, and clearly, he has much more exciting weeks out on the. Uh, out of the sheep stations building fucking shearing sheds and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. With all these nephews that work for him. <laughs> Thanks for sharing, mate. Um, anyway, yeah. get on your Adrian shout out. Yeah. Yeah, too. We didn't want to just dive straight into topics then, I guess, if Adrian won't let us fucking talk about... No, well, I mean, we've had day. a pretty significant event. Well, it's currently happening right now, but I mean... We discussed my twenty first on the uh, on the pod, so yeah, yeah. I feel like it's only right if we uh, mention the fact that you had yours a couple of weeks ago, and uh, we maybe have, currently. We, yeah, we are in fact um, at time of recording. It is Sam's birthday. It's a disclosed date. You'll never know when we're doing this, but hey, happy birthday, man! Happy birthday! Thanks, mate. <laughs> 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 yep, had a tw- had my twenty first down in the countryside. Yeah, it was good. You know, really enjoyed it. Yeah, um, I think we might be dropping that joke for the oh, <laughs> post twenty episode. But Sorry. my bad. Well, we've been encouraged to. Uh, oh, yeah. no, I don't think anyone's encouraging the joke to continue. No, so, no. But I also love it. So <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, America twenty first and good vibes. It was yeah, good vibes. We all got to do a speech. Which was nice. Basically means I'm a better housemate than Gaz because I didn't pick a favourite. That's true. Um, mm. So that was an important distribution, I guess. Yeah. Um, no, good vibes. Yeah. Good vibes. What else is news? You guys are about to start exams? Yeah. True. Yeah. That's true. That's boring. That's boring news. That's boring news. Oh, I, Absolutely it is. I guess yeah, there's nothing in, good about that. No. I guess OG podcast fans will know that you guys have never seen me do stand up, but yeah, now true. now two out of three of you have. Not yeah. Gaz. <coughs> no, me and Saul went Fuck that went guy. to see you yesterday on his yeah. last day of twenty. Perhaps. Yeah, indeed. Yep, that's how it works. Um, yeah, very good, very good, Sam. Um, and you know, interesting crowd, but like good environment for it, I think. And you know, yeah, I think me and Saul both had a good time so it was certainly an experience the venue <laughs> fair enough I really had no idea what to expect upon walking in there yeah Jeez, it feels like we're very it feels like we're still in practice we're very unexperienced because we haven't done this for a while the podcast it does doesn't it doesn't, doesn't really feel do. like a yeah what do you think guys are you keen to see Sam live yeah I can't wait mate mm. I'm really looking forward to it mm. to be honest I just want to I don't know I just want to disrupt the flow and just be a heckler. Maybe not the first show I go to, but like eventually some t- sometime down the track, if I'm a regular attender yeah. and I'm hearing the same shit all the time, I'll just start like poking fun at like specific things. Mm. I feel like that's just going to become something that I do. 
I feel like if you became a regular attender, I wouldn't do the same shit. Yeah, but like if it's good and you're, you've got different audiences, then you may as well keep recycling it if I'm the only one that keeps attending. I guess. <laughs> well, clearly the audience isn't that different then. Yeah. I guess. Well, if everyone's different except for me, it's more or less like. Yeah. Uh, there's a thing called having a safe five in stand-up comedy. Like, called, it's called a safe five minutes. Like, mm. um, like someone will come up to you and they'll, like, for, like um, you get to know people in the industry, obviously. And um, then, then there'll be an owner and they'll be like, oh, like, I heard you do stand-up. Like, one of my mates has seen you. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, do you have, like, a safe five that you can do? And that, what that means is, do you have five minutes of material that you know is funny? Because mm. this crowd is dead or something like that. Like, we need someone to kind of love. Like, do you have a safe five? Yeah. Interesting. And um, so that's kind of what you're talking about is that, like, I've heard some people clearly just doing their safe five. And I'm like, that's interesting. Because, like, you hear it a few times in a row, you're like, that's clearly their safe stuff. Because mm. they're not really trying anything new. They're not. They're getting a pretty good laugh, but it's because it's their safe stuff. Whereas then, like, normally what you should be doing is trying out new material all the time to expand how much funny stuff you have in your arsenal. Then you can have a safe 10 minutes. And then eventually a safe 20 minutes. True. And then eventually you've got an hour special. Facts. Yeah, yeah. Surely. It's an interesting process hearing the ins and outs of it from not really knowing uh, it or participating in it. I certainly never gave it a second thought ever in my life really yeah i've watched comedy uh, like very rarely before and just thought well that's funny yeah. <laughs> <laughs> think about like dissecting yeah. it or no yeah anything no it's always interesting to hear like professional comedians talk about it on like podcasts and stuff mm. and they talk about how they develop bits over time and yeah like that's interesting because yeah. when you see the fault the, like the finished polished product you don't often think about the yeah. the phase where they have to change everything and tweak it and sometimes yeah. scrap it all together if it's not working. Yeah, killing your darlings, is that what that's called? Mm. I just assumed that funny people were funny and they just went on stage and just... Were funny. Yeah, exactly. Well, the style that like almost, like probably 95% of comedians have is when they present it, they like... It's as if they've just come up with that thought in the moment. Mm. Yeah. When yeah. in reality, they haven't. But, mm. like, it, that gives it a more authentic, more human feel. Like, sometimes, you guys probably would have noticed it. I'll be like, oh, what the fuck am I talking about? I know exactly what I'm talking about, but that makes the audience laugh because they think, oh, I've just gotten confused and gone on a tangent. But the tangent was deliberate because it's funny. It was what? Yeah. Deliberate. Thank you. you. Uh, chill, bro. It was what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. God. You know, it's, it's my birthday, mate. Cut me some slack. Yeah, give me a break, mate. Poor fella. You caught me on it as well. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I corrected him like a good person, though. I didn't just feel like... What? what? <laughs> I know exactly what he means. Yeah. Um, um, topics. Dive into a first topic, shall yeah, we? Yeah, this one's created, uh, brought to you by Sam. Um, space What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I should. I thought I'd clarify because I'm reading it and it's your topic. Oh. It's a good topic. Space exploration versus ocean exploration. Oh yeah, I guess. I guess I'll kind of yeah, introduce, introduce it a bit it. better. Here we go. Um, obviously, the like universe and the space is like infinite to our like knowledge. You know, like it can't end yeah. or whatever. Like all that shit. You obviously know a lot more about that. Well, it's expanding. But, um, yeah, exactly. My point is, like, that's kind of... Everyone's basis knowledge would be, like, it's kind of just infinite to a certain extent. I don't know. Blah, blah. Anyways, the ocean, obviously, yeah, is not, not infinite. Not really no. sure what the base knowledge of people is for that, to be honest. Because I feel like mine's slightly above. Well, yours is definitely above because you did, did astronomy. astronomy yeah. for a year and a half. Exactly. Well, I'd say mine is... I'd say you're well above because I'd be... I'd say I'm slightly above because I did physics. But then, like, that's... Because you'd, yeah. so you'd be well above. All three of you would be... But you two, definitely. I don't know how much you're into space. It's all... Well, um, I haven't given it too much thought throughout life. Um, anyway, <laughs> obviously, we're, like, trying to figure out all this shit about space and, like, planets. And we're always, like, finding out about new galaxies and, like, planets and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, obviously, the ocean is finite. Like, it has, like... A limit set, to it. It a is limit finite. To it. But we've, it feels like we've explored a lot less of the ocean. Like I, 
that's the statistic that caused me to um um make this a topic was we've only like uncovered like eight percent of the ocean or some shit like that. Yeah. Which is insane to think about how much like space exploration we've done versus ocean exploration. Yeah. I would argue we've explored less than eight percent of space. Yeah, but space as we've discussed is infinite. Like the amount like the amount of distance we've gone. That was the space. point. Okay, that wasn't clear, I feel. But, but no, but like what you mean is like... Good argument, Saul. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why are you beefing with me today? Like, have I done something? The point is though that like the, the sea and the ocean is like right next to us. And we're going out all of, out of our way to explore space when yeah. there's something that we could explore that's right on our doorstep. Facts. Um, that's synergy. That's um, beautiful. Damn. There's that classic meme that, have you seen that, like, NASA, before they were, like, the National Space Organization, you know, they were, before they started space exploration, they were, their role was to explore the ocean, and then after a certain point, they switched and started exploring space and, like, trying to make rockets to leave the Earth's atmosphere, and, like, all of these, like, people were, like, making a joke out of it that, that they found something in the ocean. That was so horrifying that they just wanted oh. to plan a human evacuation of, of oh. Earth. Like they just found like the Kraken or yeah, some shit like some, that. Some aliens okay, or whatever. Time, time to dip. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's probably yeah, spot on, I reckon. Yep. Um, which is an interesting you know, thing. But yeah, I think, yeah, the ocean is fascinating. I, to be honest though, if you were given, if I was given the option of going into orbit, um, <coughs> like in a space capsule... Or getting in a submarine and going to the bottom of the Mariana Trench, I would go to space for sure. 100%. Yeah. Why? I would rather die in space than die in the ocean personally. That's, yeah, exactly. That's my probably point. a main reason behind my, um, what the fuck? Sorry. Yeah, your, um, your funeral would be out of this world. That's probably a main reason. <laughs> 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 oh. oh my gosh, Saul. Um, yeah, oh. I think yeah, I think dying in the ocean just would be one of the worst ways to go. The worst way, yeah, especially the, in a submarine. Like, oh, if there's a stress fracture and a bit of the metal, and then you self implode because of the. <laughs> what? No, I'm just explaining. I'm explaining how yes. how you could perish, it's and it's horrifying. Worst. It's the worst. If there's even a small like dent in what you're in, <sighs> there's all the air inside escapes, and then you've got such a pressure differential that you just be crushed the size of an a peanut. I'd much rather die, yeah, in space from that happening than mm. in the ocean. Yeah. Because going in, like, at least if you die in space, at least to me, and this is, might sound a little bit weird, but like, because I'm severely claustrophobic, I feel like if I died in space, I wouldn't really be like... I've got okay. a lot of space up there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, in the ocean, in a submarine, I'd feel very claustrophobic. Oh, uh, yeah. Despite the fact that, like, it's just a different medium, there's still a lot of space around me in the water. But obviously, I feel like most spaceships aren't really known for their like room inside the capsule. Yeah, but it's not necessarily <coughs> room inside; it's more the surrounding environment. Yeah, I, I think the. It's all been a weird <laughs> move today. I'm kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> it's anyone else? It's just challenging everyone. These eyes are literally moving a certain way. I don't really, I don't really know what I'm saying, but like, uh, yeah, I'm I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I think also just my the, brain's a bit fucked at the minute. The vista that you get out of a porthole of a spaceship versus you'd be looking at just <laughs> blackness if you're in the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're, yes. you're going to have a child one day and that kid's going to get bullied. <laughs> <laughs> that kid, what are you talking about? What do you mean? Not if, not if, not if though, not if we all come back to here it's in so 30 good. years' and time and, and the three of us can overlook his children as well and make sure <laughs> that they don't get bullied at school. Because if it's just Lewis, then <laughs> what, what are you? What are you, <laughs> in trouble? you feel like the kind of dad that their kid would uh would uh, go to the urinal and have their pants at their ankles. That's the kind of. Stuff. That's like an enormous power move. How cap? That's a no. It is a power oh, move. It depends how old you are, though. Yeah. <laughs> if you're like six, it's probably not. But if you're twelve, it is. 
definitely. When you're 12. Or if you're like 17. 12, <laughs> 12 jobs on the floor. Oh, yeah. I see that. For sure. Or like, or older. Like 12, mm. 12 and up. Yeah. The older you get, yeah. the more. I don't. I don't have it in me. I don't have the guts in me to just drop my pants at my current. How age. is that? A pe- in what way does that it's specify? True. Because like it positions the other people to make them feel uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a massive statement. I don't care if like you see me like this. If you have a problem, that's completely on you. In, uh, <laughs> to clarify, in in your eyes, power move equals making people uncomfortable. <laughs> so if I just flop my cock out right now on this table, power move. A little. <laughs> a little. I'd argue it's a big one, but um, God, I don't know. You're just so fucking weird. What do you mean? I'm here. just describing it. No, I completely agree. And I with don't, me? With no, me? No, yeah. no, no, no. I completely agree with Lewis. And Nothing I disagree that his kids will get bullied. That's cap. Thank you, Gav. Nothing that you're saying is wrong to clarify. Um, <laughs> throat game. Oh, this is going to be weird. It's good to be back. Good to be back doing podcasts. Mm. Uh, yeah, sorry, continue. Did I cut you off? Uh, I, I don't know. I was just explaining how... You were talking about the outer materials of the spacecraft. <laughs> I, was, I was talking about how, like, if you looked outside of a spacecraft, yeah. at least you're looking at, like... Like Earth and you know the and sun in the distance and, and everything. Like uh, yeah, I don't know some Earth amazing scenes. Whereas if you're in the water, you've just got a view of some seaweed, and like maybe a like I know some really scary fish. Those fish that have like the fucking from like the yeah. that have like the light angler fish. Yeah, that one. Yeah, and they got like the really scary face. I think there's definitely beauty as much. I would argue there's as much beauty in the ocean as there is in space. But in the Oh, okay. In the deepest, darkest trench, though. But I feel, yeah, but like, I feel like if you view things like that, like I said, I think there's as much, um, there's gotta be more actually space, cause, um, in space, cause it's like infinite, but, um, like, you're thinking of exactly what you're imagining, like the deepest, darkest trench. There's like some unknown fish that could be the size of a whale that is just like terrifying. Munching right? on fucking mm. submarines and shit. Yeah. But, like, but then, like, what, like, space is, like, exactly the same in some parts. Like, you have no idea if there's just, like, an alien race or just, like... A black hole. A black hole. Yeah, just behind what we don't know. Whereas, like, Still obviously... Obviously, like, <laughs> it's got to be not a... Like, like, um, Interstellar, obviously, fictional movie. I'm really glad you brought it up, then. But, um, like, that depicts space as having, like... A lot of beauty mm. and a, like all that, but then all the, obviously like the Great Barrier Reef, like it's pretty beautiful. Exactly. Yeah, it's more so. I think that like I'm sure there is beauty, but maybe not something that we as humans could experience because it's twelve kilometers underwater and it's going to be dark. <coughs> hours. Yeah. And the th- and the things that can survive that pressure are very small microscopic organisms, and not much else. Or whale-sized scary fish. Yeah, true. Apparently. Would they be able to survive down there? Well, they probably oh, would due to like evolution word, and stuff, but like if humans get to a certain depth, we'll just get crushed. But apparently there are these fish that just don't get crushed. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, like you said, it's probably evolution. Well, I think, well, you can, like, you know how divers have, they acclimatise to different depths. Mm-hmm. So like when you do a diving course... You like usually scuba have a, diving. scuba diving. You have a rate of descent, and the idea is that like you have to make sure that you descend and you're always constantly breathing. That way, your lungs experience the decompression over that distance, and you'll increase in pressure as you drop down below one atmosphere, below the sea level. Um, and you need to get used to that difference in pressure. And so, divers that are underwater. Um, like, if you think of, like, divers on an oil rig that are doing, like, welds, like, underwater welding, it's, <coughs> like, the scariest job ever. These dudes that do underwater welding, like, on an oil rig's foundations, they have to stay, you know, they work, I don't know, six-hour shifts underwater, um, welding at, like, you know, 150 metres down, and they have to stay in a pressurised vessel because if they are... If they're um, brought back up to the surface 
all the nitrogen that builds up in, be- in between their bones will expand and they basically explode. Holy shit. Yeah, so these people have to stay for like months at a time in this sealed capsule, capsule probably four of them at a time, and they stay down there for like two months and they work on under 150 metres underwater, working on welding, and then after, after a month, they slowly, they get brought back to the surface and over the period of two or three weeks, they decompress the, the capsule until it's atmospheric pressure. That's insane. So for Anything two else? to three weeks, you're going from 150 to sea level. In yeah, a in a capsule. The capsule's brought up, but the pressure... You get paid for those two to three weeks Oh, as you, well? get paid you get paid an enormous amount of money. Yeah. You get paid so much money. <coughs> but the thing is, you can't leave this capsule for over you know two and a half yeah. months. And no one... Would How the, big is the capsule? It'd not bigger than this room. Above smaller. Average. Half the size of this room. And you to get... To clarify, this room is probably what, like... Ten... Th- probably 20 square... Less. 12 square metres. 8 by 5 metres. Yeah. Not much. Not big. So, this... The capsule that they're in... And the other thing is, like... The whole idea is that these people will go insane if they... Like, the... the what they try and do is they don't give them any information about their family or anything. So once you're in, you get cut off from the rest of the world. Even if there's a world, world war going on, you're not told about it. Or if you're one, of the, one person in your family dies, you're not told about it at all. Because once you're in, you're in. And you can't, it, you can't go back to the service or get decompressed in a matter of hours. It takes weeks. So there's no point. So there's no point in fearing or knowing anything that's happened yeah. in your in the life outside. Because you're insane. Exactly. Um, I didn't know. That is an interesting concept. I knew. I kn- I knew that because there's a saying that like uh, my dad taught me ages ago. I think I read a book. It was a book entitled that, but it was kind of just about the whole book was about like a mother do- mother father. Mother-son relationship. <laughs> it took me way too long to figure out what I was trying to say. Fucking hell. And, the t- and it was just about, like, like you know, the battles and woes of, like, mother-son kind of dynamics, whatever. Mm. And, but the book was titled, and I always wondered why this was for the longest time. And it was, um, like, um, I knew it was because oil rig work was, like, really dangerous, like what you just described. Yeah. But um, the title of the book's Don't Tell My Mum I Work on the Oil Rigs. She Thinks I'm a um, Piano Player at a Whorehouse. That's the title yeah. of the book. Which is pretty funny because it's like, like, like it makes sense now because like obviously she, he didn't want his mum to know because mm. that's an extremely dangerous job. So you'd rather tell your mum you're a piano player at a whorehouse, which is kind of not a great job either. But <laughs> like, it, What's wrong with being a piano player at a whorehouse? Well, it's just kind of like a bit of a... I'd shamelessly do that. It's, I think well, the fact that you're that's saying that you'd shamelessly do it probably provides the fact that there is shame in doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's why. True. Continue. True. There, well, that was kind of, and it was just, I, I always wondered, I'm like, why, like, why, my dad just explained the joke as, oh, like, working on the oil rigs are really dangerous, but I've never mm. understood why, I know, like, what oil rigs are, but I've never really thought about why working on them would be super dangerous, but now, it makes sense. It makes a lot more sense. It's also, like, fire hazard. It's like, <coughs> pretty horrible like if there's a fire on an oil rig station what's the fatality rate on that if there's a fire like 70% oh no just like working at an oh, I'm not sure like you'd have 70%. to look it up it wouldn't be that high <laughs> thanks for sharing <laughs> the reason I directed my question on they'll all die is... eventually <laughs> <laughs> eventually it becomes 100% Souls I'm glad that you're providing input to this podcast. So. <laughs> really makes it better, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to work on an oil rig. Man's playing soul sentences with himself and his goal is to piss everyone off. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to work on an oil rig. Yeah, I, I wanted to. Yeah, I, there, was a, there was a period in my life where I was like, want to just reject society and just work on a it's, Russian oil rig. It's kind of monk oh, in the mosque, isn't it? I, it yeah, I, I was going to say, I thought you wanted to reject society and go to the fucking Himalayas or some shit. And yeah. Be a monk. It's like the equivalent of being a monk, but also getting paid like racks. For like, <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, you're not... You're, yeah. But the thing is, what would he do with all his money if he was just playing on rejecting society? Um, yeah, true. Spend all his worth building up. Be Batman. Make like, a an, super, an enormous fence. Make a super yacht and just... A buy <coughs> a super yacht. Not make. And... You could make it. And then... Fuck off. True. 
That's yeah. kind of valid as hell, actually. Imagine that. Having it. Oh, I feel like anyone would enjoy that, even if you don't enjoy your own company. Getting a super yacht. <laughs> That's, that well, makes no sense. Yeah, man just said, but they'd probably enjoy their own company if they didn't enjoy their own company. What? <laughs> no, no. Anyone would enjoy being on a super yacht, yes. But alone, if you don't enjoy your company, no one would enjoy that. No, Those I reckon everyone not would. Mutually exclusive. Yeah. I think... Anyway, it's interesting though, like yeah. oil rigs, it's sort of the, the idea of living on the ocean, in the ocean, around the ocean, that's sort of what scares me about the ocean, is like, yeah, it's just such a treacherous place. Yeah. So, Imagine like having one of those experiences too, where you like mm. fall off a boat or some shit, oh. or you're like in a, like a life raft, like by yourself, or it's like one of the birds <coughs> and you're just in the middle of the ocean. Just waiting for someone to rescue you. Oh, yeah. Imagine having... Like, imagine that. You guys ever seen Castaway? No. Yeah, like, something like that. Have you seen it? I have, but I can't really remember it. I I haven't, but I know what it is. I understand the concept of the movie. But, like, yeah, that and, like, just other movies that... Well, I mean, that's the only thing that I know that's happened in the movies. Wasn't that... Like, um, Madagascar. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yes, Madagascar. There was um, a movie based off a true, a true story of this... Uh, Life of Pi? Uh, With I, a tiger on a boat? No. Let him, let him finish and then Sorry. you can start guessing. Was in, uh, he was an Olympian. Um, a survivor? I don't know what the movie's called. Finish. He was an uh, Olympic runner that went to the Berlin Olympics. Unforgiven? Uh, yes, that's the one. Um, and he was a World War Two bomber pilot. The longer time, man. And um, his plane was shot down over the ocean, and so he and a few others were surviving on some wreckage. Yeah. <laughs> until they were picked up by I think um, Japanese. Japanese, and then they were sent to a POW camp. That's exactly what I'm talking about, except for they're getting picked up by the Japanese part. Yeah. But that's exactly what I'm what I mean imagine having one of those experiences yeah, yeah. then you yep. would definitely be able to tell me that you're scared of the ocean because yeah I mean I'm too but like it'd be fucked yeah. yeah it's also I feel like inbuilt into my decision to you know want to be in space instead of the ocean is the fact that if you're in space you're in the highest of high tech technology and sort of you're at the very cutting edge of exploration and there's no money or expenditure wasted on your invite like on your spaceship whereas if you're you know on an oil rig or on a boat in the middle of the ocean that's not the highest end of technology you could just be you know on a fishing boat or just you know something like that (coughs) and you're at the whim of the ocean yeah i know it's a scary scary thought yeah keep that thought in mind because i got kind of something along those lines in the pop culture segment later so Ah, just keep that in your head. Interesting. But, um, yeah, interesting. Should we bring up another topic? Yeah, yeah. Did anyone, did either of you... Wait, like, what was the actual question of the topic? Space exploration versus ocean exploration. It wasn't really space. a question, it was just more so... Well, let's discuss Not that. question, but like, yeah, what was the actual statement? Yeah. Contention? Um, I guess... Just, I get it now, yeah. though. But I'm just saying I wrongly said question and saw, wanted to point that out. As he's done on the podcast one. <laughs> Did you have one of your topics you want to hear? Uh, no, I'm happy to go to yours. No, no, no. What, what were yours? I didn't, I didn't really have any oh. that were that good. <laughs> That's to fair. Um, would you rather cure any illness or resolve any conflict? I was so worried that was going to make one of, the, one of your stupid game questions from the other week. What? What game question? Sam Stewart, would you rather from like a few weeks ago? Oh, uh, would you rather have um, oh, bacon but no video games? No games but bacon without video That's games. I, I was getting ready to be really ruthless then until I realised it was an actual question. <laughs> bacon um, but no video games. Or video games but no games. Is that what it was? That was yeah. it. Yeah. Would you like um, unlimited video, video games but no bacon or unlimited games but no games? <laughs> Wait, what was the actual question again? Cure any illness or resolve any conflict? I think, I think you'd, I don't know. I feel like Ooh. a lot of the time, what are you saying? Ooh. I'm just like the fact that like normally someone is able to snap 
snap away with. Yeah, obviously well, one, like one option or the other. Conflict. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I can express what I was going to say, I've thought about it, and I can safely yeah. say conflict. I won't express my answer. You, you go first, get you go. That's all right. You Saul's, go second. Saul's on a roll. It's not a competition. <laughs> Saul's on a roll. Can yeah, I got my answer in first. I win. <laughs> cool. Okay, oh, I said I feel like it. You cut me off. <laughs> yeah, you took too long to get to it. Red created conflict just See, to be able to me off as well. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Yeah, but I'm valid, but I cut you off. Oh. To feel like illness is a part of life. Conflict creates unnecessary deaths to people that don't deserve it. No, I mean, unnecessary death, like war, you mean? Yeah. Valid. Yeah. It's really shit illnesses, but... Yeah. Are you finished with your point? Pretty much, that was it. If I can argue my point without, without, without bias, um, I would say that, like, illness is most of the time... Like, what did you say about <coughs> conflict? Oh, that it was the shit part of life. It's the shit part of life, exactly. So, illness isn't like intentionally brought upon, like most of the time. Apart mm. from like, obviously, if you get like lung cancer because you smoke, then you're an idiot. Mm. But like, well, not all the time. But like, anyway, <laughs> I probably shouldn't have said that. But, um, uh. Like, a lot of the time, illness is not brought upon by the person that gets ill. And if they, like, suffer from that illness, it's unfortunate. Whereas conflict is like... Like, conflict doesn't happen by accident. Mm. Yeah. Thanks, mate. Uh, Conflict doesn't happen by accident, so... (laughs) Conflict doesn't happen by accident. Yes. Whereas illness does a lot of the time. So I think remove illness and stop conflict. Yeah. I <laughs> you think both options. No, no, yeah. no. I'm saying the conflict can ways. be stopped in other ways. Illness can only be cured through um, like, like funding and research and tr- like finding a cure. Whereas conflict should be ceased. So what? Regardless. So your option is resolve conflict. No, no. no. My he, option he's is opposite of me. Is, um, like he wants to be able illness. to cure any illness. Cure yeah. any illness. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. I think um, it's an interesting. Yeah, I I think I'd agree with Saul. I think I'd stop conflict. Um, just because. Is it being able to stop one conflict or all conflict? It's cure any illness or resolve any conflict. So I have to choose a specific conflict. No, no, as in you can... Re- all. You can, all. All. Okay. Yeah, you can, like, create peace trees amongst countries or stop two kids from arguing. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, like, the range of your powers. You can solve the Palestine versus Israel like war or you can make peace with Gaz over the toast that he took or some shit. <laughs> yeah, okay. So that's if you're giving me that power, then I'd definitely choose conflict. I think... Um, <laughs> The illness side of it, there's like an interesting idea that um, it's kind of a new thing now where people are looking into longevity and trying to make people like live for longer, like into their, well into their hundreds um, by, you know, process of, I don't know, inserting stem cells or like, I have no, no idea, but you know, there's that, yeah, there's definitely time put into that field of medical research. And I think like one of the weird things that, that comes with that is that all the countries and nations with money will have a population that lasts for longer. So in terms of... Up there for thinking, mate. In terms of, if you were to look at it, not only are like nations that are really poor are going to have a, like a lower um, age of, of, of mortality, um, they also... You know, they're not going to make... It's harder for them to, to get access to, the, you know, higher levels of medical care. And if the nations that are already ahead are having populations that last well into their 110s, 120s, that could do so much more for their economies in terms of having people work for longer. And all of that things... Th- those things associated with a population that can live to 10 or 30% more than their average lifespan... 
So if you were to look at it from that point and if you were to have the same sort of idea as with illness, if you were to able to cure any illness, like that's sort of where I'd be looking at it. If you, if you gave someone the power of curing any illness, that could lead to like discrepancies in, you know, across nations. That if, you were to, if you were to say cure all illness instantly, then that's a different problem. So that I may have misinterpreted But that I'm also not that. saying resolve any conflict instantly. Like, is that what you're implying? Yeah. Well, but if you can cure illness in lower socioeconomic countries, what's stopping... Yeah, I sort of interpret it like, as like... At, at this current point in time, right, right, in America and Australia and other first world countries... Yeah. Um, the <laughs> average age is, you know, 70, let's say. Yeah. 70 to 80, whatever it is. Yeah. The average age in Kenya, like, I don't know how, like, how, how much is that? Like 50, maybe? I'll look it up. Mm. 50. So that's currently with illnesses being incurable. Mm. What if, like, you cured all diseases, the average age in Australia would go to maybe 100 Mm. The average age in Kenya would go to like 70 or 80. Yeah, true. Either maybe, way. Yeah, true. It's maybe my idea was flawed in that. going to be better. Yeah, I think I might have to backtrack. Because the discrepancies still point. exist with the illnesses. Mm. It's not like you just... It's not like there's no discrepancy now and you're going to just remove discrepancy because you're removing illness. Yeah, yep. I think... Yeah, okay. No, you make a good point. I think I'd yeah, reject what I just said. But I, I would think that if you removed all conflict, then more money could be put towards medical research. Like, instead of people investing in war, uh, you know, you, you could invest that money somewhere else. And then you might lead to a, to a naturally induced advancing in, in medical treatment. That's true. I do also think it's, it's more likely that um, medical miracles are, like, broken through than large political figures, like, lowering their ego. I feel like they'll, no matter what, like, what you said with, like, being, being able to put more um, finances towards medical research, I feel like there'll always be diseases that are incurable, though, regardless of how much money you've got. So if you just, like, take Sam's point and say, just cure the diseases, then the ones that probably can't be cured, but now because of this magic potion that Sam says just cure all diseases that they can be... Mm. That's different to, like, you know, conflict. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Resolution. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. What would you choose, Sam? I would choose, and I've got a very different reason than everyone else. Cause um, yeah um, so I would choose the illness, same as gas. I like the fact that we're two and two as well. This creates an interesting conversation. Mm. Um, cure any all illness. Um. Mainly because, one, I think, again, I kind of agree with Gaz to some extent in terms of, like, there are some diseases that are incurable. And it's because, like, certain medicine, medical practices and, like, medicines just can't work quick enough. Like, like rabies, for example, is just so, like, once you have, like, signs that you have rabies, you're essentially already dead because, it, like, it's so... Yeah, you are, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like... Point four percent that have symptoms survive, and it's because they're like the it's disease fine. is so, like there is a vaccine for it. Though. Yeah, but like, I'm just if you my, get it before you have symptoms, you survive. Yeah, but that's my point is that it's so like by the time people realize they have symptoms, mm. it's almost already too late. Yeah, um, and it's like stuff like that. Um, and I also think it's a it, it's an interesting concept for you. I kind of got to go into a bit of the economics of it. Um. Like, I just think about how many of, like, our, like, of, like, the world's most intelligent minds are dedicated to medicine. Mm. Think about that. That's, like, like, millions upon millions of people are, like, that's their sole focus, like, and, like, and all these people have, like, very, like, quite incredible work ethics as well, like. They're working like a crazy amount of hours. Imagine if instead of... Not that it shouldn't be spent there, to clarify. I think that the amount, right amount of 
resources and time is spent towards medical practice because like that's what the world needs obviously but imagine if instead like it, all, all of a sudden all illness is cured i'm just thinking about all the advancements we'd make as a society if all of a sudden all these intelligent minds weren't dedicating you know 40 50 60 hours a week to medicine um and instead dedicating it to anything else yeah like say you know ten politics to help stop conflict exactly like yeah that's a fair point it could also yeah. be like technology it could also be sp- space exploration ocean exploration you could do the same you could swap the same with the other one as well you know, I, I everyone think... that's making weapons and designing you know missiles and stuff like that you could you could do the same thing but i just i think there's less less people who are as dedicated to that cause as there are doctors in the world or people dedicated to the medical practice. Would you disagree? You, less people... I think there are more... Pe- in society, there are more people who dedicate their lives to medicine <coughs> and the medical practice and making people get better mm. than there are people who are dedicated to... Um, conflict. Like, as in, in terms of, like, manufacturing weapons. Yeah, and, probably. Probably. Um... And et cetera, like war. Maybe if we were, it, maybe, you know, 1940, it was a different story. And it was a very even playing field. Or maybe it was even more people were employed by war yeah. and conflict. But mm. I'd say right now, and I think, I just think, I just think it's an interesting idea. I mm. don't really think, I think both would benefit society a lot. Mm. But I just think it's an interesting concept to discuss, like, where could, hu- like, humanity go Yeah. if... All of a sudden, we had all these extremely intelligent people with proven work ethics um, working on something else. Like, how quickly could we get other things to progress? Mm. It's just an interesting thought experiment. It doesn't really hold any weight or value. It's not like we do have a potion that cures all illness or a sentence that will resolve every conflict. But Mm. Yeah, no, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it's very hypothetical. Unfortunately. Mm. Do you reckon... How weird would the world be if there was no conflict, though? Yeah. Like, I think as I... good as it would be, like, obviously it's horrible what's happening in the world at the moment, but, like, it'd be so fucking weird if there was no conflict. In ever. And in no history. risk of conflict. and It'd just I... be weird. I also think, though, there are some benefits to conflict. Obviously, there's no benefit, like... In terms of like war, like I don't think that's ever. What's the benefits? I think that um, training your army up in case the aliens attack. No, but uh, so you guys keep thinking of it in the terms of um, like the level five like version of it, you know. But like I'm thinking like conflict is good. Bullying's good. Confrontation. Con- bullying isn't conflict though. I know. It is such a subject. This is sounding but, like your opinions on bullying. Okay, but, like, I think that friction and conflict create, like, stronger relationships, one-on-one. I think, like, me and you, like, you said it in, like, your 21st piece. Like, you didn't like me initially as a person. That's true. And then that, like, if we never had any conflict, then me and you just never would have become friends then. Yeah. Or would probably not be friends now, because we have a lot of conflict these days. Hmm. That we do. But I'm saying that doesn't make, like, our relationship any less valid or, like, strong, I would say. Mm. And I think that... I I think there are certain, like, discussions that need to be had that create conflict, but, like, are important. Mm. Like, I, like, I'm saying not, like, all war... I'm saying, like, all war is bad. But, like, obviously, there are certain wars that needed to be had or else, like, certain people in society would still be oppressed. So, yeah. like, it, it's, it's, it's very easy for us to... Like, we're getting a bit too political, so maybe I want to tiptoe away from this conversation. But it's very easy to say all war's bad. But it's the same way that I could say, like, if you're like, stop eating my fucking bread. And I'm just like, I just don't want conflict, man. Like, that doesn't help anything. Like, <laughs> then I'm just going to keep eating your bread, you're going to keep getting mad, and nothing's going to change. Yeah. But... I think one day when we all evolve to the hyper hyper mature version of humanity where we're all in a hive mind and we can communicate telepathically and we all don't want to 
like I feel like if if we go further in our evolutionary phase, conflict is going to be less and less likely. That's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. Would you Would you agree? Like I feel like as time goes over, time goes on, it's getting more peaceful relatively. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like religion will potentially always create conflict, though. Mm, yeah, uh, yeah, it depends on the, the ideology. Like, as in, that's what I mean. Like, sorry, not like, re- not like religious followers specifically of, like, certain religions, but I just mean, like, like, governing rules of religion... But like saying this is how this needs to be you know everyone should be like this and then people aren't yeah yeah I mean yeah you didn't hit the table that's, that's also like yeah it's just instructing people on how to live but isn't it yeah and that's gonna kind of, that's gonna create conflict for the people that don't wanna live under that same system yeah that's what I mean yep so like anything to do with that I'm sure would create conflict but hopefully we can get to a point where we don't have people that tell people tell other people how to live sure and try and enforce it I think that's that's what the future's like hopefully that's where we get to that'd be a good place to get to as a society mm. but yeah no good question Sam good question did you have a uh, science segment for today <sighs> a science segment I had a few um oh boy here we go well yeah we'll see we'll see yeah, right. You know what I think would be a good full circle moment for our friendship? Mm. If we when we if we both had kids and your kid bullied my kid. I think that would be, <laughs> that would be I think It wasn't be, the other way around. I think it'd be beautiful. Beautiful. Uh okay, so I've got a few articles here. Not that I want my kid to get bullied, but sorry, I, don't, <laughs> I just I just don't know how that sounded. <laughs> it did yeah, it was interesting take. Um, okay, so there's a few weird things that have happened. Um, uh, this article called LIGO surpasses the quantum limit. So now, apparently, after... In 2015, they Sorry, recorded... Um, so <laughs> the article's called LIGO surpasses the quantum limit. Um, and it's basically talking about how in 2015, um, these dudes... Um, made history by discovering the first interactions between two black holes colliding and they mapped out how time and space was warping away from that event. And then since then, there've been like multiple, a dozen occurrences where they've been able to track that happening in other parts of the galaxy and other parts, or not galaxy, other parts of the universe. So, or potentially galaxy, but yeah. So they've been able to like, like, refine their techniques for finding oscillations in time and space, which is interesting. Um, I don't have anything more to say on that. but <laughs> That is interesting. That's interesting. Thank you for sharing. Um, then uh, there's another article about uh, the moon <laughs> being misaged. Um, oh. And it's actually 40 million years older than it's previously thought to have That's a been. lot older. Uh, well, in terms of the time scales. The, it was initially estimated to be 4.4 to 5 billion years old. Was that in dog years? Um, quite a few. Um, Probably a bit more. <laughs> um, the new study discovered that it's actually 4.46 billion years old. Yeah, it's a fair difference, I would say. It Crazy. is a fair difference, yeah. Right. So, yeah, when they did it in 1972, they didn't quite have the same technology that we have now. So it's been a bit uh, more accurate. Maybe in another 50 years. It'll yeah. be 50 years older than it is today. <laughs> That's so valid. Uh, and then there's another no, article. 40 million years older was my point. <laughs> Thanks for that, mate. I think we all knew what, where you're going, mate. I just think so. It's all <laughs> better. Uh, and then the last article is talking about the discovery of a molten layer covering the, um, the, core, uh, the core of Mars. So talking about geologists think that it, the two planets sort of split off in terms of how they, they formed, um, which greatly um, changed um, their trajectory in terms of one harbouring life and the other possibly not or possibly 
yeah, they're not sure about Mars yet, but they, they think that that had an impact on that. But, yeah, that's all I have for the science. That was a nice science segment. Nice and quick. Nice and quick, yeah. Just nice some and... bits of information. I think I may have read something like, in, in um, like aspirations to try and warm up Mars, people were thinking about nuking it. Yeah, that was a big thing Elon wanted to do. Yeah. Um, just to melt the polar ice caps, I think. Um, to start, yeah, start the process of terraforming it, mm. which is interesting. Wow. Yeah. That is whack. It is whack. I think there's, like, I was watching this video on... Um, could, we, could they even, like, go from here to there? Nuclear missiles? Mm. No, but we'd, like, send them on, on a spaceship and then drop them, you know, okay. from orbit. Which sounds say, so that cool. Be, that would be fucked if they could just launch a nuclear missile <laughs> like, from here to Mars. China's now that I'm saying it, that would be much better. That would be a much better like um way of spending military money. <laughs> I'm just thinking, it, using it for other countries. I'm just thinking. I'm imagining um so like there's a war going on and there's like four buttons and it's like Cuba. You're saying Mars. Oh fuck! I pressed the wrong button. That's, that's something out of a sci-fi movie. Yeah, oh, for sure. Like, and then it's like the an alien on Mars, aliens. like just living their life, and then it's like boom. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> such an eight-year-old cartoon skit. That's very oh. funny. It's so cool though to think that they can just drop a bomb from orbit on a different planet. Like that's, that's pretty like fresh. that's that's pretty fresh. That's like they new age bomb technology. All these other planets for no reason. That would yeah. be pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, bombing Jupiter for no reason. <laughs> just fucking <laughs> <laughs> poor white guys just talking about bombing. This is great. Um, I think they, they think uh, Venus is easier to terraform than Mars, apparently. Um, I'm not sure. I watched a video on it, and they were talking about, like, sending, like, the, some, like, element to the, to the surface of Mars, like a gas to the surface of Mars to, like, um, uh, to... Because the atmosphere is, like, really thick, but they were thinking of bombarding it with this chemical or this compound yes. that breaks apart the atmosphere over like decades in on mars no on venus yeah um and that would basically mean that there's less like greenhouse effect in the planet and so heat would be able to escape and it would be able to be habitable and there's because there is i think there's there because it has an atmosphere whereas mars doesn't really have one it's got a good enough it's like it's got a good enough protection for it to be habitable by humans. Yes, and but can... the current atmosphere is like toxic though. Yeah, that's what... obviously why they need, but like, yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's interesting because I've never heard that before. Mm. Also, could you define terraform for the listeners and me? Oh, just change your, the environment of a planet to make it habitable for human life. Okay, that's interesting. I haven't heard that one before. Mm. I assume that's what you meant, but I just wanted to clarify. The only reason I know is because there's like TV shows called Terra and like the basis of it is that they've inhabited life on Mars. Mm. Mm. But yeah, Venus, yeah. Certainly uh, closer mimics Earth in terms of temperatures and stuff. Yeah, yep. Um, but outside of that, I just didn't know that was a real like chance because of the atmosphere. Yeah, I think because of the atmosphere, I mean, obviously it keeps a lot of heat inside the planet and it would cook you and kill you because of poisonous gases. But it's also like something that is a really good thing if you can just limit it and you can kind of take a bit of the atmosphere away, mm. then you've kind of got an ozone layer, which is what we have. Yeah, that's what you need. So it's interesting. Do you have pop culture, Sam? Pop I'll culture. do. Uh, I'll slot my fucking fun fact in real yes. quick. Yes, let's hear it. Fun facts with Gaz. I've come extremely unprepared, and honestly, if you want to see this one, you just search up fun facts on the internet. <laughs> First one that comes up. Have you seriously just done that? I am literally. Um, <laughs> this is pretty fun, though. <laughs> Australia is wider than the moon. Is it? That's insane. I did not know that. Could we take... The moon sits at 3,400 kilometres, or for the American listeners, 2,113 miles in diameter, while Australia's diameter from east to west is almost 4,000 kilometres. 
Australian yeah. horse circle though. Four hundred and eighty-five miles. No, but the diameter so of like Mars is smaller than <laughs> the width of Australia. No, the moon. The moon. Sorry, what? Yeah. The so moon, it's like six hundred more. Could we take the moon in the flight? You reckon? For sure. Yeah, that I heard the moon's military is pretty crap. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. I think that's crazy. That is, yeah, I didn't realize that. Mm. But yeah. I mean, I guess the moon has to be kind of small, doesn't it? Well, above average, probably. It's definitely above average. Mm. Um. Yeah, there you go. That's a fun fact. I've heard like their military is pretty dead. Like their team has no atmosphere. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, pop culture. The, envi- <laughs> the environment's just unlivable. Um, fucking also. Um, the pop culture. It's not as like toxic of an atmosphere as like Venus's though. <sighs> so true. Um, um, Logan Paul killed Dylan Dennis. Facts. That was... Did he actually die? No, no. but like in the fight. Sorry, you did a pop culture segment. No, right, were you gonna do no, it? That's alright. You go. I just wanted to. I just wanted to make sure we got that bit in there because yeah. we've it's been highly on the podcast. Like destroyed Dylan Dennis. Dylan Dennis didn't even the, try. He's yeah, it was very like from the first two rounds. Like Logan Paul had him done, and like and then there was there was points the when then like Dylan Dennis just started laying on the ground and shit, like like exposing his ass just to mock the fight, and then um. If I paid for that, I would have been so angry. And then near the, <laughs> near the end, Dylan Dennis, who's an MMA like expert, and like this is just a boxing match, so obviously no grappling and shit like that. Near the end of the fight, tries to grapple with him, like get his legs out and like submit him on the ground, which is just you're not allowed to do in boxing if you're unaware. And so then there was like a major point reduction from him, which at the end of the fight, they ended up disqualifying him from the fight. Like they didn't even do a points tally. Because, um, like, he got disqualified because of the point reduction at the end. Mm. Um, but Logan Paul would have won on points very easily. And then, stati- like, this is actually a statistic that's true. Dylan Dennis threw more punches at Logan Paul's security. Or was it the arena security? Yeah, Whoever security it was. Then he threw in the fight. He literally threw more punches at the security guard than he did in the fight. After. <laughs> for clarity, for clarity. Sorry. At the end of the fight, you just do pop culture segment, man. If you want to fucking jump on it every time. No, I'm just helping you. Yeah. I'm gonna get there. Yeah. You just need to explain things. Dylan Dennis like fell. There was a takedown near the end. Yeah. Not a takedown, like a knockdown, um, which means he fell on the ground, which would be like it's like a like a point like addition for like Logan Paul. Um, and normally what would ha- happen in a normal boxing match, if you're good enough, is you would like knock them out when they're on the ground. But there was only like five seconds left in the fight. So Logan Paul goes to knock him out. And oh then like, and then like the bells rung as he's like trying to finish the fight. And then, um, like 20 security guards jump in the ring like immediately because there's been all this tension. So they're worried that like the emotions are going to get in the way of the fight and he's, they're just not going to listen to the bell. And then, yeah, Gaz basically said it before I said it. You can this cut is, that out if you like. This is when Dylan Dennis just starts going crazy and genuinely threw more punches at the security guard trying to get to Logan Paul than he threw during the fight. Yeah, right. After the fight was completed. It was insane. It was crazy. And then um, Lo- Logan Paul won. Um, to clarify as well, it wasn't actually that many punches that he threw at the security yeah. guard. He just didn't throw, Facts. like, barely any in the actual yeah. fight. Wow. And not really important to the fight. I just think it's funny because it adds to the pop culture of it. Drake put $2 million on Logan Paul to beat Dylan Dennis via knockout. Like, and a disqualification counts as a knockout. Oh, really? The reason this is hilarious is because Dylan Dennis... So, it was it get, when you make a bet that big, it gets posted online, like, the... Betting companies like announce someone just placed a two million dollar bet on Logan Paul to knock out Dylan Dennis. Yeah. And so then Dylan Dennis, after the fight, um, commented on it saying, "Sorry, Drake, you didn't get your money. You lost your money." And then <coughs> this is why it's really funny. Everyone screenshotted it because if you um don't know, AI has doing these fact check things. Mm-hmm. So if someone just makes some shit up, like if I post something like, 
Donald Trump's actually actually a woman or just some dumb shit like that. <laughs> AI fact checkers will be like, he's not, right? And the AI fact checker at the bottom of this is, this is incorrect. A disqualification counts as a knockout. And then people are memeing it saying that AI said, Drake got fucking paid and shit like that. It was hilarious. Um, anyways, that's funny. Oh, um, wow. Uh, there was also a bit of... Um, like KSI versus Tommy Fury, Fury controversy. So, their fight didn't finish. It went all five rounds, mm-hmm. and then it was it was on points at the end of it. Um, uh, they had the exact same amount of significant strikes on each other, but um, um, KSI was more accurate with his strikes. Yet Tommy Fury won the fight on points. Um, which is just interesting. I'm not sure. I don't know boxing well enough to comment on it, but. There is uh, a few, like, Tommy, not Tommy Fury, Tyson Fury's face immediately after the boxing match when, like, announced that Tommy won. Looked very surprised. There's a few of these things going around. Yeah, right. So there's a, bit of, there's a bit of controversy about that. The thing I wanted to talk about that I think is more interesting, so you were talking about how, like, technology is advancing. What were you saying before? I don't know. I said a lot. I, AIs is advancing very quickly, mm. right? Um... And this AI-generated image of um, Mr. Beast, um, like this scam, um, was like a, a video was posted online and it was like, it looked like it was Mr. Beast talking and um, it was like a deep fake and it was Mr. Beast basically announcing, I'm giving away $10,000 to 100 people. Um, and then like you had to like click a link or some shit or like play the video and then like the AI scam thing when you clicked on the link would like take your data and all this shit and like but it wasn't actually taking anything immediately and then like two or three days later started like take like extracting people's bank account details and this is purely based on and obviously it blew up because it's like Mr. Beast so everyone thinks it's real and it's kind of just terrifying um and this was made by like like some people in like China who don't have that much funding don't have that much resources and obviously like they're somewhat advanced but not and so it, it's got people terrified to think what if people with like the right mindset and the right funding were to try and do something like this how are we ever going to be able to establish what's real and what's fake mm. in, in terms of online content yeah or maybe just don't sign up to something that might win you 10 grand but it's not even that though, it's like... It could just be anything. It could yeah. be like you could get a deep fake of a president giving a speech that he never actually gave, yeah. that they never actually gave. Like it's... But then, in, but then the more terrifying thing is this can be reversed, you know, like then Donald Trump could, can say the most controversial things and then claim that it was deep fake and it was AI. And it's just like, where, how do we find this? How, where, like at what point is there, where's the medium? How are we meant to be able to establish? Because AI is progressing quicker than guidelines and like humans are able to make the guidelines to stop it like youtube instagram facebook twitter like aren't able to even streaming services like um like netflix it's like really hard for them to be able to catch up to how quickly ai is progressing yeah and so like as soon as they make a guideline that's like oh like youtube makes a guideline that all all content on youtube has to be 100% 100% human made so then people can't just manufacture because there's also um, AI music coming out now like Drake like people imitating Drake yeah. and Taylor Swift yeah. and it's like good, good look, uh, debatable good music um, and like my, <laughs> my, 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 because you don't agree with my music taste but my point <laughs> is that some people might not enjoy the music but it sounds like Drake and Taylor Swift and Justin Bieber yeah. and all these people yeah. and it's 100% art purely AI generated song yep. that is like enjoyable sounds like Drake looks like Drake it, but is not Drake and Drake gets no money from the song yep. and YouTube and like as soon as YouTube catches up to the guidelines and makes the like oh that's that can't be on the internet AI becomes more like smarter and more efficient and machine learning and yeah the whole wow. time and it's just terrifying to think I don't know at what point will the entertainment industry become obsolete because AI is too advanced. Yeah. Terrifies me a little bit because I'm directly in that industry. So that's true. 
That's true. Maybe AI will be a comedian funnier than you, mate. Well, it could definitely be. Mm. Could be funnier than everyone, though. Literally. This is what we're talking about. I would kind of love to see that, though. AI's becoming... Yeah, I think... like Because I, mean... I was thinking, like... I feel like things like comedy and, like, art is, like, one that can't necessarily be replaced by AI, but if it can be, I'd want to see it. Well, like... It, it'll probably be the hardest thing for it to overcome, but, like... I don't know. Like, what if, like, an AI immediately is able to, like... You get, like, I don't know how the fuck engineering works when you get in the workforce because I dropped out. But, like, you get given, like, a problem that you have to solve and AI can just solve it immediately. Yeah. And, like, and so then your jobs become obsolete as well. Like, it's just terrifying. Yep. Yep. Like, what's the cutoff? I don't know. I don't know. How do you, how do you stop it? Because it's also, they've oh, also mimicked, yeah. like, someone did one on, like, speed. You know, speed, like, the streamer. Oh, they went the movie. Oh, yeah, yep. Do you know who I'm talking yeah, about? Like the the yeah. yeah. Do you? Yeah. The, um, the Sui guy. Yeah. How, just, I'm Sui. sorry. Can we, how do you know him? Yeah. He's not that unfamous. Like, he's I know he's pretty famous, but the thing is... You're, you don't, you're the geezer here to clarify. You're, you're, I didn't think that was any sort of content you would... I don't watch it, but I know... Absorb it in any way, shape, yeah. or form. Like, I, know well, I don't even know who he is. Don't you? No. I think well, like you would have if you, if you heard him. Anyways. But um, yeah, so they did a thing on him, did they? Yeah, it was someone, like, literally just some, like, 18-year-old who's, like, really good with coding created an AI thing that simulated the way he talks, also got, like, uh, made it advanced enough that it was able to read chat, like, as in, yeah. like, the Twitch stream chat, and react to videos. So it's, like, it, and it's very, like, standard. It's very just, like, speed, like, sitting there, looking at the chat, responding to it, looking at the video, Talking about the video, looking at chat. That's it's very, but it's it sounds like it looks like him, and it's kind of it's I hate kind of entertaining. Yeah. And I'm like, this is, and this is just like an 18 year old with like no money, and it took him like a year to. Yeah, imagine what the CIA is doing. Exactly. That's my thought. <laughs> like, what if, like you know, a gr- like a like a task of ten people who are way better at coding and stuff with way more funding, mm. spent five years on that. Like, I just don't think like the AI machine learning advancements I think it's just it's gonna come up on us and I'm just terrified yeah what about hard. when the day comes that we have AI that makes AI because it sounds like the only job for the future now is creating AI <laughs> once the AI learns how to do that that's literally the end of the human race yeah yeah so once AI learns how to create AI yeah it's over yeah what's that that quote that gets thrown around a lot humans are the reproductive organ of the machine world I've never heard that quote but I get what you mean I've certainly never heard that quote but (laughs) it's like it's a famous quote I've forgotten who it's by but (coughs) yeah it's like we are the we're our whole purpose is to create create new machines and that's how they get better. Machine, machines allow us to stay alive because we... No, we them. allow them to stay alive because we're always making new machines. Smart. But, like, to think of, but if you think about it, like where like machines aren't able to reproduce themselves yet. No, that's what I'm saying. We are the reproductive cells of the machine world. That's oh, the quote. Yeah. Mm. So they're mm. allowing us to stay alive because we, we create new ones. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I get, yeah. yeah. Oh, anyway. Samsung? It's, oh, yeah. True. Oh God, I, we can't forget that, eh? No. I think I'll go with um. Caleb, my D party boy, sixty nine. I'm gonna go. Oh, it's so many bangers here. To be fair. Um. He says while looking at his own playlist uh, that he made. I think I'm gonna go with "Summer <laughs> Days" by Martin Garrix and Macklemore. Oh yes, it's a banger. It's good. Well, I like it. Classic. Yeah, anything else to share, fellas? Might be it, I reckon. Yeah, that's it. Whoopa!